Um, really talking about grow, you know, we're talking about grow 2018 and that's, that's what I'm believing we're going to grow in is a declaration of the word of our testimony. It's going to become alive and well, not just, there's not going to be one evangelist or a couple evangelists it's going to be a body of evangelists because you just have a testimony and it's easy to share a testimony, right? It's easy to share what God's done in you and through you and upon you and, and just believe in that this year that it's going to be a year of testimony, a declaration of it. Sometimes you have to speak it even though you don't see it, you know. That's, a good, that's another type of testimony. Sorry, I'm just stalling to see if anybody else jumped up. Yeah, it's good. I just really want to exhort us um, just in this word um, um, to grow this year. Um, probably won't even get through a whole lot of it, but I, I really want to just share uh, maybe some pieces of it that I really feel like could give, because I, I want to set some direction for, because we're going to go into some aspects of things that Rick talked about last week and Daniel talked about two, three weeks ago. You know, Daniel talked about, you know, 2017 being a year of breakthrough. And sometimes when you hear breakthrough, you think, oh, that's the end. Like, man, if I can get this breakthrough, I'll be good and I'll be great, and then I won't have to worry about anything. But we all know life doesn't always appropriate that type of, you know, breakthrough. I continue to have to uh, move and, and gear my life and, and, and pour my life into the, even the breakthrough to grow into that breakthrough, grow through the breakthrough, grow, grow uh, past the breakthrough. And so, you know, Daniel talked about that in relationship to the Red Sea, and the, the children of Israel got to the Red Sea, and you know, they got breakthrough, but that was just the beginning of beginnings. I mean, the real process started on the other side of the Red Sea when now they were forced to grow. You know, you don't have to grow when you're enslaved. You know, you really don't have to. You know, you're fed three meals a day. That's what the, even remember the children of Israel, when they got out into the promised land, they didn't have food or they didn't have water. They always wanted to do what? Well, gosh, let's just go back to Egypt. I knew that I had three meals and a cot to lay on. But that doesn't empower you to grow. That just empowers you to survive. And I feel like the Lord's, the word was saying, man, I don't need to survive anymore. I want to grow. I want to grow into what Rick talked about last week. I want to grow into the likeness of Jesus. Grow into that likeness. And, and so, you know, the process of the Red Sea, when they got up on the other side, that now started the process of growth. And sometimes you get stuck. You get stuck in the, uh, reality that, you know, you just got a major breakthrough, you got freedom, and then all of a sudden, wait a second, now I got to grow, now I got to <laughs> survive on my you know, own basis. You know, they had to survive, you know, in the, in the wilderness as they were walking towards the promised land. But that's growth, and God really wants to take us there. And, and um, it's really an interesting, you know, this, this word that God wants to speak, I think, this week and next week in relationship to just getting this vision of growth that every man and woman in this place would be complete in Christ. Anybody want that? <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking, man, like what if, what if every person in here was 100% complete in Christ? Man, what, the world, watch out world, right? Watch out New River Valley. Watch out, you know. But I, th- I don't think we're as far as, away from as we think, but the reality is, is that God wants us to continue to grow and, and walk in this. And... Um, and last, you know, 
uh, last week, you know, Rick just declared that Romans 8, 29, those who he foreknew, he predestined to become conformed into the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. Like he predestined you to become conformed into the image of God. Some, some people, you go their whole life trying to figure out purpose and gosh, why am I living? Why am I breathing? You know, what am I supposed to do with my life? Be conformed to his likeness. If you want to do anything in your life, just focus on that, you know, and then do whatever else. I mean, you can, you know, you can be a, an outfitter going out on the river, or you can, you can be a teacher, you can be whatever, but then be conformed to his likeness. Like, do, do all the, the purpose, really, of life is to become conformed to his likeness, and if you didn't get to hear that, I encourage you to go back. I think it should be up on the, the website by now to hear that one, and, and also Daniel's word three weeks ago was just really good in this. Um, because um, he introduced right at the beginning, he inter Rick introduced a kind of a series of sorts that we'll be doing throughout the year, and I kind of want to paint this picture, you know, as going to that next um, thing, because he talked about right at the end, he talked about going vision for growth, structures of growth, foundations of growth, indicators of growth, food for growth, and atmospheres of growth. You kind of hear that, and you're kind of like, what in the world? Like, where, where, what would I do with all that? But you think about it in reference to, you know, since we were doing Sanctity of Life, I found this next picture. And, you know, this is what, you think about this in reference to a baby. Reference to a baby, uh, one of the pictures we got a long time ago is that sometimes in dwelling place, this is what we do. We, we have a big, bath water, a big bathtub full of, and we'll fill it with milk, the good stuff, and then we'll set a baby in it and say, Grow. And, you know, wait a second, you know, how, well, how's the baby supposed to grow? How's there, is there structure in that baby's life? To, is there people in his, this baby's life to help them walk this, this place out? That's in relationship to structure. Like, what's, what's, what's surrounding this baby to be able to empower it to grow, how to empower him or her to grow? You think about, you know, foundations of growth. This baby has to have, you know, baseline foundations in their life to be able to be a healthy child, a healthy walking child and food obviously this baby needs some food you know food for growth you can't grow without food think about an indicator um it's kind of interesting you know <laughs> me and my back in the on my in the greenhouse we have this um uh, pantry door that has and it's still there even though we don't live there anymore um since i still own it uh, we just left it but because it's really hard to take a pantry door with you. Um, you can, especially those old ones that nothing else fits those. But I probably will do this. If I ever sell a house, I, I will take the pantry door. Uh, because it has all my kids' measurements. You know, the indicator of where they were at and what year, what date, you know, things like that. But it's very important, like, as, a, as you're walking and growing, uh, if you take your kid to the doctor and they say that he's in the 5% tile of growth, well, what does that mean? Well, what was saying? He's not necessarily growing. He or she's not growing, maybe at the rate that everybody, you know, kind of as, as a expected level. So all of a sudden, you know, you want to start asking some questions, or you know, maybe they're hearing, or there's, you know, one of the craziest things back back when Cable was about ten or eleven, and you know, we took him in, and everything's always been pretty perfect with him, and and all of a sudden he, they took him out to do the hearing and seeing tests, and she came back in and said. Um, he really can't see out of his left eye. And I was like, what? And it just it was a baffled me. And um, she said, yeah, go out in the hall. We're going to do that eye test. And 
I, was, I got him out there and I'm trying to, I'm like, I'm trying to provide the letters. You know, can you see this? A, E, you can't see that? And he really couldn't see it because there was an indicator of how his eye was doing and I, I just never knew it, you know. And we ended up having to get glasses and things like that. And um, I think it was because he always did his homework. Every time, he, of course, we homeschooled, I think when he did his work, he just did this. And so his left eye never worked <laughs> because he was always working like that. But there are indicators in our life, like think about spiritual indicators, like the fruit of the Spirit, like how we appropriate needs in our life. Those are indicators that tell us, whoa, whoa, wait a second, maybe I need to grow in love, maybe I need to grow in peace and, and, and patience and kindness and goodness. And so we're going to be looking at that at a whole different level. But even that atmosphere of growth, you know, you think about it, what, what a baby will grow up in, you know, it helps develop that baby, right? So... You think about that in a spiritual way. We need these same things in our life to walk in a healthy way. And I think dwelling place has been a great, uh, I think we've always had incredible um, in relationship to, you know, we've talked about this as leadership, you know, as far as inner healing and, and, and freedom and restoration, Lord, that's, that's kind of been our bread and butter. It's been just the, the place that we've been, and, and it's been awesome. Uh, but we've also realized like we've got to get in a place to not only help people get free, but that's just on the other side of the Red Sea. I've got to now help them get to the what? Promised land. I've got to empower them to grow. They've got to be, have vision. We have to have vision to grow. We have to have, no matter what age you are, no matter what, you know, you, you just put yourself in this baby. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it in rest, re- relationship to God, we're all in a place of glory to glory growth, you know. And so I really want to push this place of vision, just get a place of vision to grow. Like, because I, I feel like in some ways, even, and I'm just to say this on a personal level, sometimes I feel like I've been in a season of maintaining. And when you get in that season of maintaining, I mean, it's okay for a while, but man, it gets real redundant. It really gets real like, man, where, am I going anywhere? Like, am I, am I, are we doing anything? Am I going, you know, like, what... How am I growing? Am I really growing into the likeness of Jesus and getting that vision to go there uh, this year? I really encourage you. Because, you know, if you look on your sheet there, the big question is, a big question is, do you want to grow? <laughs> I thought about this in reference to the question that everybody gets around this 2000, I mean, right at the beginning of the year. Uh, do you want to get in shape? If I ask that question... Ever, anybody in here? Do, raise your hand. Let's just do this. Do, like, do you want to get in shape? Anybody? Everybody else doesn't want to get in shape? No. <laughs> Everybody else is like, forget it. <laughs> Tried that last year. Ain't doing it this year. <laughs> we'll, pray for, we'll pray for everybody that didn't raise their hands, right? Now, that's a great question. Do you want to get in shape? Does that make you in shape just because you want to get in shape? I wish it would. <laughs> I wish just wanting to get in shape would make me be in shape, right? So there's really a bigger question that's looming, you know, in that question. Because, um, you know, you think about even in relationship to getting in shape, you know, if I want to get in shape, there's, there's definitely multiple things that I have to do to do that. Um, think about... Um, I have to put a structure into my life to put people around me. Think about this same picture. Just put it in reference to, to getting in shape. I have to put some structure in my life. Anybody tried to get in shape on their own? Does it work real well? 
I've just not seen a whole lot of people, other than maybe Burby. He does it. <laughs> Ingrid's like, yeah, this guy does it. But unless you have an extreme amount of discipline and motivation, it's really hard, you know, to stay in shape. You, you might be able to last a week, last a month, but to stay in shape takes some structure in your life, people in your life. You know, he has put structure in his life because he, you know, he's made a, a plan every morning you know, to get up, to do the things that causes him to stay in shape. Um, so you think about, I've, he's put, you know, put structure around you that will support that goal. Think about it. I have to have foundations of living to basic nutrition, basic workout to go that direction. If I don't have the foundations of working out, you're not going to make it very far. Uh, you, you might have people encouraging you to do it, but you won't be able to do it. You think about, then I have to actually feed my body the right amounts of food, the right amounts of uh, exercise. Um, you know, I, was th- I was thinking about it, you know, uh, even in that, I've got to have some wisdom. You know, if, if all I want to do is, like, get big here, you know, if all I do is do bench press all day, you know, it's gonna, I'm going to look good right through here. And... I won't be able to walk at some point in my life because you know, I haven't ever done anything with my legs, right? You know, I look real good here, and, and I feel like in some ways the church is like that. You know, every church, and us included, we're real good in one area, two, three areas, but I don't know about you guys. I just want a full, I want a full uh, restoration of everything in my body to the fullness. Like, that's just who we are as, as a dwelling place. We want to be good at everything. We want to be strengthened in everything. We want to be in good shape in every area, and we need that in our, in our life. And so you think about, uh, I have to have an atmosphere of encouragement and discipline and lifestyle that's going to ultimately help me move forward to that progress. Otherwise, you know, you can just chalk it up as next year's resolution, right? You know, oh, I guess I'll do that next year. 2019 will come around, and I'll just do it then. Um, but you think about it that uh, you know, we also have to have healthy measuring tools, you know. Like I said, in relationship, I love, uh, I don't even think Chad's here. I think Desiree's in the back. But, you know, Chad is at uh, Foley, and he helps a lot, several of us. And, and uh, you know, there's good measuring things in working out to make sure that you're on target to, to be in shape and to get in shape. Um, so if any of those areas are out of sort, you know, there's a reality that God wants to empower our lives to, to prevent that breakdown from happening. Um, so the really, really the bigger question for our lives is, are you, are, am I willing to grow? Am I willing to grow? That's a bigger question, isn't it? Do I want to grow? Everybody said what? Yes. Am I willing to grow? Now that takes not only a yes, but a what? A putting forth some things into our lives, and we're not going to get to, to there the, to, today because I don't. I don't really, I just, but I wanted to introduce that because I think there's a reality that God wants to take us to a place. It was kind of interesting. I, I was I share this story. It's probably about I don't know three or four years ago, five years ago. Uh, I was, you know, I love to counsel. I love to do, uh, especially uh, marriage counseling and. Um, for some reason, I couldn't get Leah. Obviously, we were, she was probably doing a lot of homeschooling at that time, and um, I couldn't get them. But there was this really young couple in the church, and they went, they needed to meet. They were really raw in their relationship with the Lord. Um, they were struggling with one another, um, 
And so I was like, shoot, I'll, I'll definitely, because I, I feel like, we, I, personally, I feel like God has empowered this body, empowered me to, if I st- sit down in front of somebody, I really believe I can see them get free. I just really do. I, I feel like we have life and truth and kingdom to give them. So, because I've seen it. And mo- I've seen the, re- the result of many of you that have sat down in a place of you know, a, a time with a couple people and seen some freedom come and, and glory to glory moments from that. But it was funny, I, I met with them about, I felt like seven, eight, nine times. I mean, it was a lot. And I threw everything I had at them, man. I was left, right, hooking, man, you know, everything. Like, it felt like, I felt like I was doing well. And it was just amazing. At the end of it, I came to this conclusion. I really had to step back, and I'm like, man, this is not good. Like, I think I gave them everything to do to be free, and I think they got some measure of freedom. But, number one, like, they might have been, they might have, again, it's not, it's not a place I have to come to church every Sunday, but, you know, they weren't involved in the body at all. And then, Hardly at all. And then, you know, I was thinking, you know, how are they being discipled to grow in their relationship with the Lord, number one? How are they being in relationship to each other, number two? I was like, oh, man, that's, you know, because, you know, those seven sessions were awesome, but somehow they have to have a vision to grow, right? I can't be there every time they have an argument. I can't be there every time they need a place to, you know, you know, throw up, you know, to, to get everything out, you know, I'm not going to be there every time, so they had to have a place, that they had to have a vision to grow themselves, we all have to have that same vision, that doesn't negate uh, a time with somebody to get some freedom, absolutely, those are going to be off all the time here and there, but my heart is that we have a vision to grow, like a vision to get to a place of understanding that you know, if I'm going to be in shape, that I'm going to get up every morning and end up with a vision to grow, to get in shape, to grow in that. Um, because there's this call, you know, there's this great call to grow. Um, I, I'll just, I want to speak this one just, just for this, this sake. Because I want, I'll, can I just speak this one scripture? And then, we're, and then I, I don't know if anybody else has some words that they want to speak into this, but, or, or some prophetic things. But, I, you know, it's funny, I was just reading over my notes in this one Scripture, 1 Corinthians 3, 13. And it says, uh, Paul, Paul is always about these five, as I've been looking at him in the reference to these five things that I had up here about this baby, I think about this, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. Think about this. I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as men of the flesh, as to infants in Christ. And so Paul's not afraid to <laughs> let, it, let it all fly. Let me just tell you how it is. You know, but he's saying something. He's like, I couldn't come to you as men or women. I had to come to you as a what? Infant. Well, there was something in that. He saw something. There was some realities of uh, 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 foundations of growth. There were some realities of structures in their life. There was some realities of food that they were getting in their life. He saw something. So look, let's look what he saw. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you are not able to receive it. Even now, you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. So all of a sudden, he's getting an indicator. He's, he, something's uh, up, and he's measuring. He's like, what's going on? 
And what, what, what's happening? For since there is jealousy and strife among you, you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? Think about that in just reference to growth. He was seeing something in their life. Hey, you're jealous. You know, you're uh, in strife, right? Yeah, strife among you. That tells you that, man, there's a facet that you can grow <laughs> into the likeness of Jesus in this place. It's not condemnation. It's Paul's call to say, hey, let's, let's see the stuff that's trying to come in, in our lives and, in, and out of our lives. And so I just really wanted to speak that one scripture. I, I have a lot, a lot more, and I'll share some more of that next week. But I really wanted to just paint this picture of kind of where we're going because I feel like the Lord is going to begin to ask you specific questions. Like, how, what, what structures in my life to, in, that I am putting in my life to grow? Like, the body of Christ should be one of those first and foremost. You know, a relationship with Jesus, a structure to grow. You know, there's just a, uh, the, 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 the formation of what the people that God's put in your life empower you to grow. They're not going to make you grow. That's sometimes where we get it backwards. We're like, man, I wish Tom would get his act together because I need to grow, right? Anybody ever wait for somebody else? Blame them for your growth? <laughs> man, I would grow if he would get his stuff together. I, she would, I would grow if she would come along and do that. You know, It's not about this. It's allowing God to begin to order things in your life so that um, God could begin to uh, put these facets of growth in your life. And so I really just wanted to kind of establish that kind of as a, a place to step forward, you know, from this place. <laughs> but um, I was trying to think, I didn't see Tiffany in there. Oh, oh she downstairs. Can you take her downstairs? You're good. <laughs> it was Mike. Um, so, I don't know, if, did, you, did you have anything? Throw in on it? Jared? <laughs> I asked uh, Jared and just Leanne if they heard or felt something in there that they could speak into this as well. Uh, hey. Um, since last Sunday, I was just, I was really stirred with the word grow. Um, I think mainly become, I feel like I just went through a season in which a lot of pruning was going on, so the word grow was a little assaulting to me, personally. Um, it was just like, oh yeah, one more thing, I just need to come up under and just start, snap, make it happen. And I just, I really went before the Lord, just really stirred with so many of the words that have been spoken um, recently in our body, and individually, and corporately, and just, you know, um, really trying to understand how to come into alignment with what the Lord is saying, you know, and just, because that's where the grace is, right? We've been given grace that is more than sufficient to be like Christ, but if we're trying to do a bunch of things that isn't his word and his design for us, that's the reason why grace isn't there, and it doesn't happen, and we fail, and we, and so I just, I felt this thing of like, if we're going to come under the word grow, we've got to get into alignment with his word. Does that make sense? Because that's where the grace is. You know, so I wrote a few things, if you're okay if I read it, because otherwise I'll just sit here and mumble and that won't do any of us any good. Um, everything in the kingdom starts with a word, like a mustard seed that grows to be the largest tree in the garden that serves all others. 
It's a word. Everything in the kingdom starts with a word. So what's our seed? We've heard the word grow is our seed over us corporately. So if we think about it, it's at seed form. Does that give anybody hope? It gives me hope. It's at seed form that he's speaking something, that it is about to grow into a mustard seed. That mustard seed is about to grow into a tree. He's desiring to make our joy complete by teaching us, discipling us, and strengthening us. You know, recently people have told me that, um, you know, been asking how you're doing, and I'm like, the Lord's totally disciplining me right now. I mean, like, his love is so hitting me so hard that he will not let me walk in certain things. The arrogance of my words, my opinions. I mean, it's intense, his love to discipline us. That I think part of when we receive a word from the Lord, we got to receive his discipline as well. Amen? That he doesn't, he's not going to give his fullness to a container that will corrupt it. Why would he do that? Then we wouldn't know him to be a true and loving God. So he's speaking a word. He's setting us up to be a clean vessel to pour out some incredible abundance. Amen? So even um, over the last few Sundays, I've just been amazed by what God has spoken. Unity, strategy from heaven. Thank goodness it's not man's strategy. It's pretty pitiful. Right? So unity, strategy, and see God, know God. These are words that came through the body. It's his word. One of the things that I want to um, tell you, it you know, keeps coming to my mind, what shall we say then, brethren, when we all come together, that it's a, a, everyone will have a psalm, a hymn, a word, right? a tongue, an interpretation. We will have indicators of growth in our body if we see that taking place. What did we see today? A psalm, testimonies, revelation. So there's indicators of growth that we've got to take hold of. It's not one of us having a word, Leanne having a tongue. I almost puked when I heard that repeated five times. I didn't have a tongue. The word of God came, and we interpret it because we're his people. Can I get an amen to that? The word of God is coming to us. Through worship, through teaching, through testimonies, through prophecy, and we've got to receive the word of God because everything in the kingdom starts with the word of God. So, I mean, like one of the things I heard in Michelle's word was repent for the kingdom of God is near. We had the, the, the fivefold speaking to us over the last few weeks of the evangelist saying repent, Right? The apostles saying, you're going to grow, and here's some foundations. We've had teachers coming forth saying, this is how you're going to do it. You've had prophets saying, hey, look and see, there's a promise over you. The word of God is living and breathing in our midst, and we have to receive it as his word. Otherwise, the grace to fulfill it won't be there. Grow is a vision of accessing life abundantly in his kingdom. It's not performance. It's a promise of love. If we hear wrong, we're going to turn it into religion. So, without a vision, his people are going to perish. So what does he do? He sets up a vision. So we must behold his word to transform into its likeness. What we behold, we will become. I believe that over the next few months, the Lord is going to lead us into what he calls good fruit. 
This is the good word of God, and we must apply our faith to see it grow into the promise of abundance. So if you agree with me, will you stand with me and repent for hearing man's word, not God's word, for not putting our faith to his word and obeying his word, and then will we just give a cry out to the Lord to help us fulfill his vision his word to grow. This is not man's word. This is not dwelling place's word to grow. Like it is so on me. He did not say dwelling place grow. He said to his body, grow. Grow into the fullness of Christ. And we have to enter into that grace. It just so happens that the part of the tribe, the part of the body is dwelling place. Does that make sense? We got to put things in the right order. Amen. I'm preaching. Will you stand with me? Is it okay? Can I pray? And, and one thing I just want to encourage you, and we're going to go there next week, it goes along with the reality of what she's saying. That God's preparing the body of Christ, his bride. He says in Ephesians, he is going to present to himself the church in all her glory. This is part of the all her glory process. Us growing into the likeness of Christ. Think about that. Christ presents to himself at that moment. He pre- if we are like Christ, if we are looking like Christ, he's presenting himself to himself. That's, what he, that's the goal. That's the desire, the church in all our glory. And so, I don't want to make you stand too long, um, waiting on Leanne. But um, one of the things that me and, Leanne, me and Leanne have even been discussing lately is it's interesting that um, I would say probably over the last two years, um, at least a year and a half, I've been going through a pretty strong pruning season um, of the Lord calling to, Lord calling to, to the um, bringing things to light that, that seem like very small. It, it talks about that it's the small foxes that ruin the vineyard. Um, that we're worried about the splinter in someone else's eye, and we have a plank in ours. And it, and it feels like the Lord's been been very consistently pulling out small splinters. Um, for me, it's been an area of pride. Um, and I know a lot of people come up to me all the time talking about the humility that they see in my life. And the Lord keeps talking to me over and over again about how false humility and humility aren't the same thing. False humility is a way to look really pretty in front of people. But he looks at the heart and he doesn't look at what man sees on the outside. And sometimes the things that go on in our heart, they, they seem like they're insignificant. But even small things can hold us back from going to the place that the Lord wants us. Sometimes we have to look at how all creation speaks at who He is. The Lord created seasons. He created seasons for a purpose. There's a season of pruning. There's a season of winter. Things go into a resting season so that when the spring comes, they can grow again. They go into a season of rest for a while so that when it's time to grow, that they have everything that they need to. They have energy. They have everything that they need for that season. It's okay to be in a different season. It's okay to be where you are. The Lord is saying grow, but maybe he's preparing you for what's going to come later. The other aspect of this is that growth isn't always comfortable. My son Aaron, he cries at night sometimes. He just cries about his legs hurting. He said, Dad, my knees hurt. My knees hurt. And there's nothing that's going on except for the fact that his body's growing. And because his body's growing, there's pain that comes with that. It's not always easy. You know, I was sharing with them the other morning, we were talking about it, how I come into the kids' room sometimes, or Lee will come in, and we say, hey, you got to clean this mess up, and their response is, why don't you clean it up? 
Um, you know, I would like to say that sometimes. You know, <laughs> God says, hey, go do this. And I want to come back and say, why, why don't you do it? <laughs> um, you know, it's easier for you. <laughs> right? But they have everything that they need to do what they need to do. So we have to create an environment. We have to create a culture for them of encouraging them. Everything that you need to do this. You have everything you need to clean this up. You have everything you need to do what I'm asking you to do. Sometimes when the Lord asks us to grow, it's not comfortable. That's what faith is, right? The assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's stepping into a thing that we can't see sometimes. Stepping into a thing that's a little bit hard. But what that does is I grow in relationship. I grow in intimacy. I grow in relationship with the Lord. That's the most solid place of growth. Not about growing in ministry. You know, all those things will come. Ministry, the effectiveness, the favor, all those things come. It's about growing in relationship, growing in understanding about who he is. Moses said, I want to know you. I want to see you that I can may, may know your ways. It's about growing in the aspect of knowing him. So be okay with where you are. Be okay with being uncomfortable sometimes. It's not always easy. Doesn't mean that it's not the Lord. So we're going to pick up our toys right now and put them away. <laughs> Amen? In the spirit where there's things that we've made messes of, there's things that are messy. And I just, I love that analogy of, you know, this is one of those times where you may be tired, you may be weary, you may be um, just, you know, one more time, there may be a word spoken, but we've got to go past the feelings. We've got to go past some of the things that we've known, and we've got to get to that place of saying, Lord, we're going to change the atmosphere. We're going to prepare our hearts for this word that says grow, that it is going to be the body that is going into this word of the Lord where there is much grace. I mean, just even this morning, think about it, the testimonies coming up where the body just can't stop sharing with one another and commending each other into it, where the body just wants to rally together and just begin to help each other to pick up our toys and put it away so that we can see what the Lord is doing, that we can walk away from childish things and we can own the word of the Lord over our lives, that we aren't holding back, waiting for somebody else to prophesize, waiting else for somebody to teach, waiting else for somebody to pray, but there we're walking into the things that have been God has given us. And so this is a yes and amen. This is a joyful word that the Lord has given to our body. It is a word that says, man, I haven't forgotten you. I haven't forsaken you. I haven't left you. In fact, I told you abundance was coming your way, that the rain is coming. Did you see the fist of the cloud in the sky? There's been so many words over the last few weeks where the Lord has said, this is my my intention over you. And so we come into it right now, Lord, and we repent. We repent. We hear the cry that has been going out since John the Baptist of repent. And then Jesus came and said, ah, but the kingdom is near. The kingdom is right here. And so, Lord, we repent. We repent where we've agreed with words that are not of you. Words that have, uh, that have been spoken over us, that we've spoken over our own souls, and that we have agreed and we've come into alignment of, we just lay them down right now in the name of Jesus. We just lay all those words down, and we prepare the atmosphere that the word of the Lord, that you say yes and amen, and we cry back to you yes and amen over the promises of growth in our life, that we will, we will gladly be pruned, we will gladly walk into a season of 
in which you cultivate and you water. We will gladly walk into a season where we have to push through the hard dirt and say, yeah, I'm going. I'm going for the promises of the Lord. And we push through and we, we, we join arms and hands together to, to push through that. But, Lord, we have to repent. we got to change our way. we got to stop thinking that certain people are speaking words. And we got to start hearing your voice, God. It is your voice. And when you said, let there be light, it kept on going. Lord, if you say grow, then there is no other option for this body. It has to grow. Lord, you have no other option because you've spoken that word. And so, God, I just pray that we would come into alignment with that right now. And, Lord, just individually, we let go. We let go of all the other words. We let go of all the other things that have been spoken. We let go of all of our thoughts and our opinions that have become pretenses before you. Things that we've built up and said, yeah, well, God, if these five things happen, then I'll know that it's it's really you. God, we tear those down right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we prepare our hearts in the atmosphere to to hear structure without religion. (laughs) To hear indicators without performance. God, to know what food is without condemnation. Lord, that we would hear the word of the Lord for what it is and that it is life and life abundantly. So, God, we, we just throw it all off. We just throw off all the stuff. I just feel like some people just need to shake their shoulders and get some stuff off of them. Yeah, some people just, if you are feeling like there's been an oppression or depression or something oppressing you to even have faith, to say, I want to go into 2018 with hope and faith, we just raise your hand just so the people next to you can see it, because we need to lay hands on you. We need to lay hands on you if you don't believe that growth and life is coming in 2018. We just need, we need to come into agreement as a body with this word, the testimonies that healing's happening in our body. Did you realize that much healing's happening in our body? I didn't. Lord, we need to do that right now. We need to activate that. People that need to be set free, if you are feeling like you're in bondage of a repetitive um, pattern or flesh pattern, just raise your hand right now. If you feel like something is nipping at your heels, just let people know next to you that you're like, I need these foxes taken off of me. I need this repetitive thing that is attacking me to break off of me. Just don't be afraid to raise your hand. People, look around. Make sure that the body's being taken care of right now. I want to speak to four young men as well. Yes, guys, I'm looking at you. Caleb, Cade, Caleb, Liam. Oh, don't sit down there, young Russell. There's five. I just want, if I can get some men to lay hands on these guys. There's an attack to take these guys out with their minds and their emotions. These guys are going to set a generation free. They have been been seated in with the good word of the Lord and we need to speak over them. Noah, you're one of them. You need to get over with these guys. Is he over there? Yes, Noah, people need to lay hands on Noah as well. Noah, turn around and receive. Come on, guys, lay hands on them. I'm serious, this is the word of the Lord spoken over each other. Jim, we need to lay hands on you again. We need, to, we need to stir up the faith over the evils. Burbies, will you guys put hands on him and get some people praying? Lord, this is the body happening right now, is it not? This is the body happening. This is what we've been called to do. 
This is how we minister one to another. So, Lord, we just we stir this up. I just want to say, Lord, yes and amen right now. We can even sing that yes and amen. You guys can go into that chorus. Just yes and amen. Just begin to seek. <laughs> Don't be quiet, guys. Don't be quiet. Don't be quiet before the Lord. <laughs> yeah.